Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast, because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another McAvoy Super Value GA Podcast on wearecavan.com. On this week's show, we're going to be looking ahead to Cavan ladies in the All-Ireland Final, the Little National Football League Division 2 All-Ireland Final this Sunday against Tipperary it's in Parnell Park at 2 o'clock but firstly I'm delighted to be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick from the Anglo Celt and we're going to look back on the Electric Ireland Ulster Minor quarter final sorry not quarter final first round clash between Cavan and Derry up in Kingscourt last Saturday night Paul it, it, it comes back to the gladiator are you not entertained? Uh, you'd have to be entertained with that Do you know I think what you said that John Brady said to you that it was a form of cruelty in the end up and it was a, it was a bizarre game in the end up because there was players going there were cramp everywhere everywhere you looked, you know fellas were nearly afraid to break into a sprint because they were cramping up. It was an absolute dogfight, a duel to the death. You you brought in the gladiatorial metaphor there, that's really what it was. And I thought Cavan were the better team just about, um, over the five hours that it took. <laughs> and I think that, I thought they deserved it. Like if you look at it, Derry, only really led for a short period uh, towards the end of the second half of normal time otherwise Cavan were either level yeah. or ahead for all, all of the game for the most part so Derry were chasing and chasing and chasing um, but Cavan should have won in normal time I was just going to say should have won in extra time is, is, the fact, is the fact that it went on into extra time and extra extra time maybe that that the breakdown of the game is, is getting lost a wee bit like Cavan maybe if you, if you look at it in the harsh light of day will We'll look back disappointed that they didn't finish it off because they were the better team in the 60 minutes. Yeah, well, when the penalty went in, that gave Derry a two-point lead. So Cavan had, a, in a tight game, Cavan had a bit of work to do to get into a winning position again, and they did it. And they went to point up in injury time and looked like they kind of were going to close it out. And I thought the referee played for the draw at that stage. Yeah. Um, like he, he called four minutes of, of injury time. It was 36 and a half minutes when the foul was committed at the end for Derry to get the free. And... Uh, you know, how can you get two and a half minutes at a time out of four minutes? If that if that was the ratio, there'd be a half an hour at a time in every half. Yeah. So I thought that was wrong. Um, so there was a bit of a delay before he took the free. I think it was 77 minutes and, and 12 seconds, I timed that, when he finally kicked over the last free. So that was far too long. Um, but at the, at the end of, this, of the first bout of normal time, Cavan panicked, I thought. They lost their, they lost their shape and had two or three chances to clear the ball and didn't clear it and it nearly at that stage it nearly just booted over the sideline with it done mm. but they, they were trying to work it out got caught in possession turned over several times eventually Derry got the free and it just seemed inevitable that Downey would pull it over and he did first half of the second period of extra time Cavan Cavan won it 1-0 they got the one point so Cavan were four points up at half time in That's the first right. part of extra time and going very well but I was impressed with Cavan's fitness levels and Cavan were physically stronger I thought uh, on the day a few big big strong fellas at the cornerback Dara Sheridan very powerful player tenacious tenacious got, like he kind of plays on the line as well and got away with it a bit as well but physically very strong player like for a cornerback 
you know, you might see these players in central mm. positions, but for just a big brute of a very strong, powerful, explosive lad. Michael Veal, the same in the middle of the field. And even the likes of Emmett Boylan, like, Key, not the most yeah. physical player, but he's six foot tall. Like. That's it. And Key, I thought Keen Boylan was another physical specimen on the wing that he, he was fit to drive up the field, break a tackle, you know, get it, get the ball up into the half forward line very easily, you know. So I suppose. Sean physicality. Dunne, Sean Dunne, who as well from then. Mm. There hasn't been much talk about him. I thought he had a very good game. Solid. Half, yeah. Very solid. And actually used the intelligence, I thought, very well. He read the game excellently. He knew where the danger was going to be. And, and Cavan. Cavan did kind of operate with a couple of sweepers back. I thought that that Quivine and Quivin uh, McGovern and Tiernan Madden were were essentially coming back from wing half forward position. So they 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 needed to to maybe counteract Downey in the full forward line or for whatever reason. But it worked well, and those two players I thought read the game very well. It it probably took away from their attacking capabilities, but they they definitely nullified the Derry. Um, attacking threat yeah I thought McGovern uh, show, showed great courage at the end after kicking took the wrong option went for the winner and missed it a couple of minutes later he got his chance again and he kicked a great point Yeah, which could have been the winner ordinarily but yeah I, th- I think he got a hand to John Brady like he's, his record is exceptional he's had success everywhere he's gone to and that's another big success because Derry were, were tried and trusted against Monaghan the, the pity is, I suppose, we wouldn't be saying this if we had a loss because we'd be saying, well, we have a second chance, but ordinarily, Cavan would have... You, you'd be looking at it and saying, well, Monaghan are gone, Derry are gone. We now have Fermanagh, all due respect, Cavan would possibly go into that game as favourites. Either Fermanagh for a place in, mm. in the Ulster final and a guaranteed extra game after that. Yeah, uh, All-Ireland quarter-final. Do you know, it'll all be opening up for you. But look, that's that's the way the cookie crumbles. It, it has changed. And the funny thing was, I was speaking to a Monaghan man who, who was involved with... Uh, Monaghan underage teams in the last few years and his words to me were put your money on Monaghan now to win that Ulster because mm. we've had our eyes opened the boys know that they're that they're not just going to breeze through it so he said they'll, they'll be refocused and going ahead and and that's that's probably accurate enough that well Monaghan would believe that they're going to win it at this point but I suppose you can't rule out Tyrone after the whipping that they gave Donegal but that's maybe another another day's podcast it's, it's quite common for the favourites to be vulnerable in the first round we've seen it time and again we saw it in Cavan in the junior championship um, in the last couple of years I think uh, was it Arvo were beaten by Bally McHugh one year the that's year they right. won the junior yeah. in the first round were Bally McHugh themselves beaten Um. I have a feeling they were out in Mullahorn. They were beaten by somebody, were they? Or yeah, they were ran very close. Was the the Drumley draw with them or beat them? Maybe in the junior last or something like that in the first round. I remember Armagh, um, when they were all Ireland champions, losing the first round to Monaghan in 2003, Paul Finley's debut, and came back and got to the All Ireland final and lost it by two points. You know, there's been lots of examples of yeah. that. King scored in 2010, lost the first round of the championship to Cook Holland's turnaround and won it. So sometimes a really good team is vulnerable in their first outing so yeah I think it, I wouldn't bet against Monaghan definitely no, not no but it was <coughs> a cracking game moving on briefly the the second round game is against Fermanagh it's on in Brewster Park on Saturday the 12th at 6pm Um, I suppose Brewster Park they'll be delighted in Fermanagh that they've got a home venue smaller pitch you know tighter area that you know the cabin forwards will, will, will get it hard to find any space in, in Brewster Park yeah, the flip side of that is though, if Manor are as physically powerful as Cavan, they're a big team because Cavan are a very physically powerful team, and you would imagine like the old cliche is that a smaller pitch would suit the big, big yeah. physical team. So, 
And Brewster has been a happy hunting ground for Cavan. Like, okay, the under-21s lost to Donegal there last year, but that was the first loss in Brewster in a long, long time. And they did have a win there against Fermanagh in the round before that. So Cavan do well in Brewster the last seven, eight years yeah. at all levels. So I, I, I'd be happy enough with that. It's a pity it's not on with the senior game on Sunday. Which which also is going to create a headache for the, the fixtures committee in Cavan because there's a full round of all-county football league games fixed for that Saturday night, I believe, for the 12th. So do the county change them do the county board change those fixtures or do you run them off at the same time and expect that nobody will go up to watch the, the minors it's I, I can't understand why Ulster Council maybe didn't commit a wee bit of a conversation with the county board to say okay well what have you got on on the Saturday night yeah. because a four o'clock throw in in Bally Buffet is, is ideal for a two o'clock Curtain razor between Cavan and Fermanagh oh, yeah. and surely would, would build to the occasion for the young fellas oh, as well completely for everyone um, you know it's a tradition and there's a reason why that tradition has persisted 70 or 80 years where the minors play before the seniors because it's brilliant it's a court and razor and it's entertaining it's competitive but you still know that the senior is where it's at mm. so it kind of eases you into the big day like it, there's a beauty to it I'm I'm very disappointed to see it's been moved away from there I think that um, I can't understand why they've changed these grades in hindsight maybe at the time it sounded like a decent idea but as you see, as you see it playing out now, it's kind of like club only April. You know, it's it's a nice idea on paper, but there's still a, there's still a big gap coming up in this under seventeen of six weeks. John Brady told me. Yeah, there is later so, on in it. Yeah, so they they, t- they talked about because of exams. They were going to do it because of exams, but instead now you've got this big gap um, of six weeks, which you had anyway. So that takes the exams things like the the second level exams out of it. You're also the under twenty now is going to be played in the summer, and you're going to be that's going to be played on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday nights. I think. Oh um, no! Well, I know that the Cavan Donegal game is fixed for a Sunday. Sunday, the twenty something of May. Okay, I think. maybe I'm wrong on that, but I know that I know that it's coming bang in the middle of exam season as well. Yeah, yeah. and, and there is there's a number of the Cavan under twenty squad are doing their leaving out this year. And there's also a number of the cabin under 17 or minor squad that are doing the junior shirt this year. And the other thing is, you've now made minor players. I know this rule came, came in before, but, but you've made minor players um, essentially juveniles now. Because there's a, there's a line between juvenile and adult, and that's why minor was always... Right, so under 18s, you used to be able, if you were overage for under 16, you could play adult football. Yeah, you can't do that now. And like, no. that's, that's a blow. If you look at clubs, like if you look back through the role of honour in club championships... An awful lot of seventeen-year-olds have have played on teams, especially teams that are short for numbers. Maybe trying to win a junior or an intermediate championship, mm-hmm. like even in but senior championship, we've I've, seen it. I'm just thinking back. You look at, I'd say, if you look at Gowna's last victory, or or definitely their victory at the earlier ages of when Paddy Brady and Mark McKeever and Niall Madden, Kieran Fitzpatrick, those four or five boys that were making the senior team when they were fifteen years of age or sixteen years of age and winning senior championships. So. I can't imagine that uh, that they'd have won the senior championship without them. Because simply sheer numbers. Yeah, sheer numbers. Like I've seen a lot of it. I remember Squad winning the junior championship way back, and I think I think I'm right in saying this. Someone might correct us. Park Leiden played an under sixteen final that day and went and played a junior championship. I think that's so. that's correct. And uh, you know he was under sixteen. He, he went down and played, and he was fine. You're good enough. You're old enough. Mm. So they've taken that out of it as well. And now we see. One way or the other, this under seventeen grade is going to cause problems this weekend. Either, um, or not this weekend, next weekend. Either club matches will go ahead, 
and there be nobody hundreds of people that would have gone to that yeah. game won't get to go or club matches to be cancelled hundreds of fellas can go to a game but won't get their own game Yeah, and, and nobody gets the benefit of it all being on the big day and the other thing is um, you're also asking supporters now to travel to Enniskillen on a Saturday evening at Bally on a Sunday afternoon I, I just can't see the logic yeah. in it what was wrong with leaving that at under 18 and playing it on the, on the Sunday even even that argument aside about the age group just play it on the Sunday yeah. just play it on the Sunday like there's, there's absolutely no logic in, in in Ulster Council fixing this one I have to say I, I think I think it's a bad bad call by Ulster Council on this day but look we'll see how it pans out we'll, we'll move on to this weekend's action um, Cavan ladies in the second in a row of the Little National Football League Division 2 final Brady's Arva Limited Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Um, I, I was speaking to James Daly earlier on in the week. He thinks that the experience of last year is going to be a big advantage for these Cavan girls. You know, would you agree? Yeah, you'd hope so. Like they should have won it the first day last year. They're yeah. well beaten in the replay, but definitely should have won it the first day. And I think they've learned a lot about their their team this year. They've tried out a lot of new players, and um, I think that they're they're in a good place. They've, it's started to finally click for them now. They're, and I, I know the, the, what James Daly said to you that he's never worked with a panel with such talent from number one to number thirty. And yeah. if you look through it, like there there is a lot of talent. Like there's a lot of very good footballers. That are only coming off the bench, or not even getting game time at the minute. So, I think it's set up nicely for Cavan, and I, I do think they could do with a trophy now just to, to to keep the motivation up because it's five years now since the one that All Ireland is as a yeah. and to kick on to the next level, especially with these waves of of young talented players coming on stream, it'd be nice to get up to Division One in the league. Yeah, I think his point about these girls are ready and now are. are in a position to go on and play Division One, it's about time to play Division One. You know, I, I think he's, he's right in saying that it should be a very entertaining game. I suppose to, to preview it, you've been to three or four of the ladies' games or, or ladies' games this year. Thoroughly enjoyable football. Very much so, absolutely. Well, I've been to three. As I mentioned before, I was at the National League game between Cavan and Armagh, which was a fantastic game. I think it was two fourteen apiece, and I've been to Larrabee College's two All Ireland finals, and you know it's a fantastic standard and. Without sounding patronising or anything, like the standard has greatly improved in the last five or six mm. years. Um, the conditioning and the, the preparation is is probably where, where men's football was a few years ago. And it's catching up fast. So I'd, I'd encourage people to watch that game or get along to it if they can because I think you'll be very surprised with the, with the quality that's on show. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. You're, you're going to look probably as much as the young players are coming through in waves from underage, you're still probably looking at Ashley and Doonan and Brona Shorten and players like that, Sinead Green to 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 drag you out of it, Mona Shorten at centre back, Grania Midlade, you know, they're they're gonna to have to put in big displays to to pull Cavan over the line. Yeah, and Ashley and Shorten as well. Yes. She yeah. was very good when I saw them against our man. She'd be off the younger era. 
Yeah, oh, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, in case she's listening, I'm not trying to say she's older or anything. Or neither are actually actually doing it. Or, or uh, <laughs> for one of them, your your mouth is full with your foot the minute, but I'll tell you a funny story, David, about Brona uh, Shorten. I did an interview with, with Brona one time, and uh, this is so you don't realize sometimes you see these things going around where it's um, a story on a page in a newspaper, and then you see the ad beside it, and it's talk talk about foot and mouth. It might be a story about. Uh, I, I, could be something random, but the, the ad will will make complete laugh. Yeah, like. yeah. And it's because when you're laying out a page, the ad people are looking at the ads, and oftentimes you can't even see what the ad is. It's just a space there, and you notice an ad. But uh, similar happens sometimes with news and sport. And Cavan ladies lost a big game a few years ago, and I interviewed Brona after it. And a few days later, I rang her, and uh, she was gutted. She was telling me how gutted she was, and I could hear it in her voice. And I think I started the piece, I focused on how good she was with the piece, and I started the piece, and I just said, so sick, so disappointed. I think that was the first four words of the piece. I was delighted with the piece, and it went to the paper. Open up the paper on the Thursday. Front page. Drum Lane girls are enjoying the Flat Lake Festival in Scott's house. There was Brona and other friends are partying in Scott's house. <laughs> and I said to myself, there's something funny going on here. So it just goes to show you have to keep an eye on the front of the page as well as the back. Yeah, definitely. But do. it goes to show as well that the experience that's there because Brona Sheridan, Ashley Doonan, I, <clears throat> I found a match report just this morning. I was looking back on Cavan against Donegal in 2005 and Ashley Doonan was playing with the, with the Cavan ladies in 2005. So she's been playing since she was probably 15. Yeah. Which yeah. is absolutely astonishing. Yeah, yeah, phenomenal. And, and she'd, she deserved that this would be the second bit of national silverware she'd have got intermediate All-Ireland and if she won this being the league although I don't know maybe they won a Division 3 league they did win a Division 3 league against Warford yeah, and Parnell right. Park a few years ago and they've won like they've won a couple of Ulster intermediate titles and things like that a few years ago um, I remember yeah. them beating Fermanagh and won but I suppose the big one was 2013 against Tip of course one of those Tip players passed away recently as well which is extra poignant as well but um, no I think I think Cavendish football is very much on a high and I'd say you'll see a big crowd of Cavan followers there because more and more people are getting into it and the, the attitude among men is changing to ladies football it's starting to get the respect it deserves so I think we're going to see a big weekend from Cavan ladies Yeah, fingers crossed we wish them the, the very, very best of luck don't forget to tune in to the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast next week where we'll be previewing the Cavan seniors taking on Donegal in the first round of the Ulster Championship or preliminary round of the Ulster Championship and of course the Cavan minors taking on Fermanagh in round two of the Electric Ireland Minor Football Championship. I also want to say congratulations to the Cavan under 14, under 16s and minor ladies who reached the Ulster finals um, with comprehensive victories at the weekend gone by a, a massive result for all three teams and, and well done to all involved and best of luck I think it's the under 16 final it's on this weekend um, with, the, with the ladies so best of luck to them I think we take on near neighbours Monaghan yes it was great yes it was great yes it was great stuff and Larry has put it over the bar it was hard fast football after that you're in Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time? And then McCabe, and it's over the lap, and Cavan are not buried yet. Cavan doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill, what a day he is having! Oh, this is brilliant by Cavan! Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah, 
ayer. 